Hello, and welcome to Paving the Way Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Seth Moa, a.k.a. Essay. I'm here with Kenny Jean-Louis, a.k.a. KJL. And today we have a very special guest, a professional baller. we playing ball, you know, since she was a youth, you know. And uh, I say, yeah, she, probably, she, could, she could probably beat Kenny one-on-one. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, I don't know. I don't yes, know. why not? <laughs> I don't know Ms. about uh, that. Miss Jessica Fick, yeah. Mer- Jessica, merci d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Encore, je vais le redire, je t'ai envoyé un message, je t'ai appelé directement, oh. tu as dit oui, que tu aimais, qu'est-ce qu'on faisait. Puis merci encore. Jessica, c'est une fille, à ce que je connais bien ton, ton frère. Euh, Jay, so quand j'allais chez Jay, Jay, Jay. So, 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 so quand j'allais chez Jay, là je voyais une petite fille, je savais pas c'était qui. Puis après je suis à Champlain, là je vois dans l'équipe de filles recrute une fille Faker, Faker, c'est, c'est qui est Jay, c'est, c'est ta soeur, c'est ton frère. Puis après c'est là que j'ai vu que tu commençais à ball, euh, tu joues comme Paul Pierce, t'es un peu slow mais tu, tu get tout le point puis tu score on everybody. So encore on va parler un peu de ton histoire, je pense que ton histoire est, est formidable. Puis merci encore d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Yeah, thank you, of course. And thank you so much for having me. Like Kenny said, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's great for basketball in Quebec, especially, because you're talking to people from Quebec. And I think it's important for young people, but also older people, to know uh, what players like me or others are going through in our basketball journey. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. Appreciate so it. the first question we always ask is, when did you start playing ball? Why did you start playing ball? Okay, when, why, why same thing. When, why, same thing. So listen, my story is so different. So younger, little girl, right? I'm like 10 years old. I'm seeing my older brother, Jay, play basketball. And when I was younger, whatever my brother did, I was like, I'm doing it too. Like, I want to be just like my older brother, you know? And I remember I was young and there was a basketball camp. And I really, really, really wanted to go to that camp. And my daddy was like, Why, why do you want to play basketball? I was like, I want to be like my brother. Like, I want to do it, you know? And back then, I used to live in a building with a, with a bunch of kids. And we were always outside playing games, playing soccer, basketball, and everything. And right there, like, I just fell in love with the game. And my dad, younger, didn't want me to play basketball. And my older brother had my back and was like, you know what? If she want to do it, she should do it. And from that day, my brother always had my back, you know, basketball-wise and in life in general. And I don't know, my brother just taught me the game and from there, I just fell in love with it. And still to this day, like, I don't know what I would do without basketball, honestly. I just love it that much. Okay. And um, you say your brother, your brother had a big influence on you, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so did you choose, I guess, when you're playing for, you play for your high school team? Uh, yeah. St. Yes. Um, from there, did you, did, you, did you know you wanted to play at the next level or were you just playing for fun? you know, for fun, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to just enjoy the moment. Yeah, exactly. I was just playing for fun, you know. I was having a good time, but at the same time, I'm very competitive. You know, I have two brothers. I'm the only girl. I have a bunch of older cousins, so I'm very competitive. So I had that competitive spirit in me, too, and basketball gave me the, like, the, the best balance ever. It's fun, but it's also competitive. Mm-hmm. And, yes, at St. X, I played there for four years, My fifth year, I went to play for Gigi Sport, but uh, no, I didn't know that I wanted to play at the next level, to be honest. I was just playing, and then it happened. Oh, that's good. And when, when you play for Gigi Sport, how was that experience to go from 
school to Seville? How was that experience? It was amazing because at Centex, uh, at the time, we we're not that great, right? And uh, I remember I did a summer with uh, Bourassa, Espoir du Québec, mm -hmm. and Jen was on that team and she was playing for GG Sport. It was like, Jess, you should come to the trout. Like, come on, let's go. It's going to be fun. The girls are amazing. So I was like, you know what? Why not? I went there. I made the team. I was playing with Jen and Kathleen Belanger and a bunch of other girls that I ended up playing with too at Champlain. And um, that experience was just amazing. I remember our practice would be three hours, nine to 12. And we would stay in the gym until like two, until Moise would be like, girls like you need to go home like what do you, like you need to go home like i love the fact that you guys want to stay and play basketball but it's time to go and we just had the the chemistry on that team was just amazing it was insane like those girls were my sisters like till this day we still talk and you know think about our days at gg sport gg sport was just a a really really good experience for me overall everything and I know a lot of people talk highly of Moise. Can you talk a little bit about how he impact your basketball career and your life in general? Yeah, Moise. Moise is like one of a kind. Like Moise is the coach you want. You know, he's going to be tough on you. Like tough love is Moise, you know. <laughs> Moise is the type of coach you're going to practice. And after practice, you don't want to see his face. You know, like <laughs> practice was so hard, so tough. But at the same time, he's like a father figure. So you just love him and he's going to teach you more than basketball. Like he teach you values, like life lessons. And Moe sacrificed so much for us. Like, like I said, practice would end at 12 and at two would still be in the gym. Some of us didn't have rights to go home and he would drive us home, you know, oh, like okay. he thought, yes, Moe did a lot of sacrifices for us. Like we had tournaments in Toronto. He would drive us up there. You know, he probably spent a lot of his own money just for us. So Moise definitely, definitely impacted my basketball career, my life. Till this day, I still talk to him, you know. It's just like a great person to be around. Mm -hmm. Amazing coach, amazing person. So, and amazing father, too. That's a respect to Maurice for real. You know, yes. there's a lot, of, a lot of coaches out there that could, I guess, they don't know how much they impact the player, you know, until, you know, later when the player comes out and says it. So for real, like, a big shout out to Maurice. And, yes, definitely. Yeah. And um, I want to know, so... What, while you were playing at DJ Sports, and I guess you kind of had an idea that you could play the next level, what made you decide to, you know what? Like, how did you work in your practices, I guess, on your own time? Like, what extra things did you do to get better each year to be ready to play at the next level? To play uh, at Champlain after? Yeah. So, listen, for me, it was way different. So, I went to DJ Sport, right? I worked really hard, made the team. Every single one every single player on that team was good. Yeah. You know, everyone was working hard. We just all had that competitive fire. We're all very competitive. And I remember towards the end of the year, everybody on my team, every senior, if I can say that way, got recruited to go to Champlain. And I was the one who didn't get recruited until that last, last game, you know? Yeah. And in my head, I was like, you know what? I do want to go play at the next level. I do want to go play... Uh, at the CJ level, like, what do I have to do? And my older brother, like, he would be like, just come on, we're going to the gym or stay here with me. You need to do that, that in the game. Like, do what someone, do what you're good at, but that someone else doesn't have, you know? Right. And that's how coaches are going to notice you. Like, you just, just be a workhorse, just work hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Those things don't go unnoticed. 
you have a bunch of scores, scores. You don't need to score 20 points, you know? Do stuff that other players are not doing, and you're going to get the attention of the coaches. So after that, I got recruited to go to Champlain, like at the very, very last day. And funny story, right? Because I didn't get recruited. My dad was still not 100% with that basketball thing. Um, was like, you know, just like you need to, to send your – your admission that that admission papers admission, yeah, yeah yeah to a, a cjep like montmorency is right there like you live in laval that's a great place let's go and i had that admission set up online everything and i was like you know what like no like i'm not sending it just yet like i was just waiting yet. to the very last day and that last day michelle who's who's an assistant coach at champlain was also around our team a lot and that very last game, he told me, like, hey, Jess, like, do you want to come to Champlain? I didn't care if it was in English, French, <laughs> Chinese. I was like, yes, I'm coming, you know? Like, I didn't care if it was two-hour drive, but I'm coming, you know? Which and, is, I found a little bit crazy that how, how did you still keep that motivation, even though everyone on your team was recruited except you? How did you still, like, were like, okay, nah, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get recruited. I'm going to, I want to go to Champlain. How do you still keep that? Because a lot of players would have just been like, wow, gave up and, you know. For me, like, giving up is just not me. Like, it's not in my DNA, you know. Like, like I wanted that bad. Like, I really, 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 really wanted it. And I'm a firm believer that hard work always pays off. So one way or another, like, something was going to happen. And if I didn't get recruited, my plan was like, you know what? that last day I'm going to send my admission papers to Montmorency and I'm going to go to the open trial. I have a summer to like work on my game. Like something's going to happen, you know, like in my head, I don't know. I just had that feeling. I was like, just, you just need to work hard, you know? So I, know, I just kept going. So you only got recruited by Champlain and your last game? Only Last game. La I'm telling you, last game, before I had to su submit my papers to university, like, that was the last day that they were like, just, do you want it? I was like, yeah, come on, I'm going. Like, <laughs> you don't need to tell me, like, anything else because all of my teammates were going there. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was a good program from Moise, from the girls. You know, I was always hearing from it. And, yeah, that was the only school, you know? Respect and to, to George and Michelle. Yeah, I love them, too. <laughs> and, and I was the summer... Like, I was the summer to go to uh, Champlain the summer and then training camp. Can you talk a little bit about your mindset since you just said that you basically got recruited at the last minute? What was your mindset? You know, my mindset was like, okay, now I have one foot in, one, one foot in the door. I just need to, you know, work a little bit harder, you know? Like, like I said, we had Jen Maturin. You know, she's a big player yeah. in Quebec. And we had a lot of great players. We had Kathleen Belanger. So I was like, you know what, just, you're just going to have to go there and work hard. And the summer was tough, yes, at that level at the time. But I don't know. I just had, like, motivation, like, inside of me. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like something good was going to come out of this, you know? Like, I had two great coaches in George and Michelle. And Michelle, Michelle is, like, the one-on-one -on -one type of individual coach, whereas George is, like, the X's and O's, right? And Michelle, every time I would ask him, like, hey, can we get a – extra shots or do this or do that he never not one time said no you know like he was always available to like get us better so preseason was hard was tough but george and michelle made sure that we would be ready to compete at champlain you know 
And it's kind of hard because, you know, when you come from Seville and then you go play in CJEP, yeah. it's different. Yeah. At DJ Sport, we're just like, oh, let's go. We're going in like, ah, you know, like we're beasts or whatever. But at the CJEP level, it's, there's more structure and you have to understand your role on the team and everything. Yeah. So the, I guess to, I, I want to know, what, what, since Champlain was, got recruited by a lot of the players that you played with and you go in there, what were the, some of the challenges you have to go through in practice or, you know, just the different, like knowing that, oh man, I'm not going to play right away, but I need to like, like what, what, what was going through? Like, what were you doing? During practice? I mean, it was tough at times because like you said, like I knew I wasn't the star player, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like I didn't, I didn't look at it like, oh, I'm not the star player or I'm not going to play. In my head, I was just like, I'm going to have to earn those minutes, you know? And I'm going to show the coach that I deserve to be on that court. So I'm a, I'm a really good offensive rebounder for my size. You know, I'm only 5'10", 5'11", we choose. So I'm a good offensive rebounder. So I was like, you know, every time the shot is going up, I'm going for the rebound. Like every time we have the ball, I'm sprinting in transition. You know, I would do those little things. And I mean, I don't know one coach doesn't like someone who, re who yeah. doesn't rebound, you yeah. know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get those rebounds, yeah. you know? That's and I was just focusing on one thing. I wasn't throwing like a hundred things. You know, I was not, oh, I'm going to score 20 points. No, nah, I was like, we have people who can score right now. Like my time is going to come for that. Right mm -hmm. now, I'm just going to focus on what I can do to better the team. Est-ce qu'il y a un moment, ça soit en pratique ou peut-être une game, que Georges puis Michel t'a laissé comme ils t'ont fait confiance puis t'as vraiment seized the moment t'as as vraiment comme je sais pas si c'est t'as marqué cinq points puis tu t'es dit ok maintenant je suis je suis bonne ou est-ce qu'il y a une, une pratique t'as block Jen puis tu t'es dit c'est quoi j'ai block Jen qui est vraiment bonne ok maintenant je suis je suis je suis bonne est-ce qu'il y a un moment que tu dis ok I belong here en fait c'était pas en pratique c'était plus euh... Je faisais du one-on-one -on -one avec Michel. Puis il a dit, Jess, si tu fais ça, you're, you're going to play. Like, there's no way you're not playing. You need to crash the board like this every single time. And when you're open for the shot, you need to take it every single time and knock it down, you know? And he gave me pointers. And he was just like, Jess, this is your year. Like, every time during the summer when I would work out with Michel, he would tell me, like, they didn't, nobody recruited you, Jess. Like, only Champlain recruited you, like. You have something to prove not to people but to yourself that you belong in this league, you know? So for me, it was not necessarily practice or games, but it was Michelle giving me that confidence and telling me, like, you, you belong here, you deserve this, and you need to show all the other coaches who didn't even pay attention to you that, hey, you're here, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was my moment, definitely. Okay. Um, I want to know, uh, so you're at Champlain. You, how, how, how many years were you there for? Three years three years, um, each year, what were the differences between each year un until your last year, which we're going to talk about your last year more, but we're, we're like, how did you go? How did you get better each year? I know obviously practicing and all that, but a lot of it has to do with mental, right? The mental mm -hmm. aspect of playing. What, what did you do or your, what, what did your players help you with your, your friends outside? Yeah. Like to get you ready each year to go into your, I guess your third year. Yeah, so my first year wasn't successful at all. Like, mm. it was just bad. And, you Why know... Why was it like, bad? Why was it bad? So, you know, French French is my first language. Yeah. I know nothing about English. Yeah, we learn English at school, but you all know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I go to Champlain. Like, 
everything is in English. I don't know, like I've never done one class in English, you know, like completely English. And my first semester was just a fluke. Like I felt classes, it was just bad. So I couldn't play the second semester, right? So I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. I need to get better. And I mean, I'm, I'm a good student. I just, I don't know, that year was just like, yeah. I feel like I wasn't ready. Like, I thought I was ready, but clearly I was not ready. Mm-hmm. And then the summer before my second year, like I said, I was always work out with Michelle during the summer and George. So that got me ready for the second year. And then the second year, I had a decent second. I had a good second year, actually. And then uh, before my third year, I did the same thing. I was like, it worked for one year. Let me do it again. So I did the same thing in preseason with Jordan, Michelle. We work harder. And the third year, my role was more important. Like now I had to score and rebound. I was, I was a big piece of that team, you know? So year after year, my role was bigger on the team. And over the summer, I would get ready to fulfill that role. Mm, that's good. Just a um, quick question. Can you give advice to the... A young girl who's, or not young guy who's maybe planning on going or thinking of going to an English school and is French. Do you have advice for them, like oh, how to, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, how to get, uh, how to prepare for, to go to go to yeah, an English definitely. program? Yeah. So a lot of people say when they come from a French institution and they want the transition to the English, sometimes they're scared scared of that transition. So they say like, oh no, I'm not gonna go. But for me, it was important to get out of my comfort zone, you know, like to try something new. And maybe I wasn't gonna be successful right away, but I was like, look at the positive side. Like I get to learn another language at school and I get to live another experience, you know, like you literally get out of your comfort zone. Like at Champlain, my classes were in English like 100% of the time, you know? And for me, the best advice is don't be scared. Like, why not? Why not? Why not, you know, go to an English institution Mm -hmm. and, you know, learn another language, like do something better, get out of your comfort zone. And I think it's very important to get out of your comfort zone to see what you're able to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, When when you're in your last year, oh, wait, before I said that, you said it very well said, by the way. I like what you just said right now. It's really good. Yeah, so, so whoever's listening, you know, get out your comfort zone because that, that is something really real. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when you're in Champlain, now the next step, what's going through your mind like for the next year? Did you know? Did you have an idea of where you were going to, what you're going to do? Or yeah, walk us through it. To go play D1? Yeah, D1. Yeah. yeah. Or my thing is that to play D1 and why didn't you stay here? Why didn't you not, why didn't you play at the U Sports or CIS, that, yeah. So why didn't you at that time play here? Why did you choose D one? Or one through, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that I wanted to go play D one until mm-hmm. my third year, you know. And over the summer before the third year, we have like a travel team with Champlain, and a bunch of coaches would be there, you know, typical AU tournament. And we're getting recruited. And I was like, you know what? Like D one sounds fun. Like I want to try it. I, like, I don't want to stay in Quebec. Like, I didn't really care about, like, staying in Quebec. I mean, yeah. if that, that was the plan for me, I would just, you know, stay here. But I really, really wanted to cross the border and have a completely different experience. And, you know, like, when you watch those movies about, like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> universities in the States, and I was like, ah. I'm going to try this, you know? <laughs> Why not? And I get a, a scholarship. 
And like I said, my dad, even at Champlain, was not 100% with that basketball thing. Yeah. So I was like, listen, like basketball can be a, a mean to an end. Like I can use basketball to get an education. Like, and you don't have to pay nothing for it. Like why, why would exactly. you not like me to do it, you know? And yeah, like for me, like was probably the best decision of my life going to Albany. C'était quoi les autres écoles qui te recrutaient? Les autres écoles qui te recrutaient, c'était qui? J'avais Sienna qui avait aussi recruté Kim. J'avais d'autres mid-majors, là, je me rappelle pas du top of my head, mais Albany a vraiment caught my attention, you know? Kim, Kim, it's a girl who played at Champlain. Yeah, Kim Lissus Côté, she played at Champlain. Yeah. Before me, I played with her one year. Okay, so okay, so why didn't you choose? Okay, yeah, you didn't want to stay in Quebec, but you could have went anywhere else in Canada, I guess, to OUA or. Uh, she, she, yeah. she 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 wanted a free scholarship, and Canada is like 50, 70, 80, 100 under the table, <laughs> but, yeah. but 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 uh, and the states is 100. So. Yeah, like I had a bunch of uh, offers from a lot of teams in, in Canada in general, mm. but my mind was like, no, like you're going the one, like this is your goal and I'm going to do it. You know, like uh, if I have a goal in mind, like yeah. you're, you're not going to stop me. Like that, that's my goal. Like I want to do it. Like I want to have this experience. And, and, and what? if I don't like it, I can always come back. That's not a problem. But if I'm in Quebec, can I go D1? Like this is a yeah, harder transition, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you were not far also, so your parents could your parents and family could come see you. You were not yeah. far. Yeah, that was definitely uh one reason why I chose you Albany, because it's only three and a half hours away. So it was easy for my family to come, me to go. When you know, me to go, that was harder, but you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I want to, um, so at, at University of Albany, uh, when you went there, how was that experience your first year? Whew. So, <laughs> your D1 is hard. Wait, I'm before, not big... wait, before we get into that. Yeah. Okay, going from CJEP to D1, so that summer, what did you do to prepare yourself to go D1? Because it's a whole different game. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, I would still work out with Michelle and, and George, you know, mm. but uh, usually D1, Uh, the summer before your freshman year, we had a four-week session. So during four weeks, you have class, you have two classes and basketball workouts. But the coaches are only allowed to have you in the gym for four hours a week. You oh. know, so we would do individual workouts, yeah. position by position. And after that, it's all like conditioning, running, lifting. You know, like this thing is hard. Mm -hmm. And going to a university in the States you're not used to lifting that much in CJP. You're not used to running that much in CJP. Yeah. And now you have to balance school, two summer classes at the co uh, college level classes yeah. and summer workouts. And that was, that was tough because I wasn't used to doing that. So that was a good way to prepare to go to, you know, the, yeah. the yeah. first semester, but going there, like, In my life, like, I can't count on three fingers how many times I've cried before I went to Albany, you know? And I got there and I was like, wow. And when I came back, uh, I came back after that summer, I told my mom, like, I'm not sure I want to go back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to go back because the coaches were like, if you think the summer was hard, wait till you come back in August. 
And I was like, how hard can this get, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so how was it? I tell, walk, yeah, so what? What did you do your first year? How was your first year? So my first year, I'm a freshman, and there's like five of us. We're a really, really young team. We only had one senior my freshman year and five freshmen. So obviously, it was a lot of teaching, and, uh, but the coaches were very tough. Like Our coaches would never lower their standards for anyone. You know, She didn't care if you were first year, second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year even. Like Everyone was on the, on the same uh, level. And uh, my first year was tough because I, I had to balance school and basketball. And I didn't have, you know, my home to go to. I had a dorm with my teammates. So it was definitely a big transition living on campus and being a student athlete because you're a student first and an athlete second. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we forget that. And um, so it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of effort to put in school, but also in basketball. You have to excel at both. And you cannot just be like 50-50. It has to be 100-100, you know? So that was very tough. Do you have any advice, again, for to how to balance school and basketball while, while com com competing D1 or... A lot of people forget that, student athlete stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. So my coaches were very big on uh, that student part, you know? Because as a, as a freshman, like your first year, you don't really know how to jungle everything. But we do had uh, academic advisors. They would set up our schedule. And as freshmen at Albany, at least, you need to do eight study hall hours from Monday to Friday. So you have to fit in your hours. We had like a study hall, uh, study hall room. So you had to, you know, log in and log out every single time. And they would calculate your hours. So they knew that during those eight hours, like you would get work done. And um, yeah, it was hard, but... For me, it was, it got easier as I went because I would always use my agenda and I would be like, okay, this is my free block. I'm going to get two hours of study all here. Uh, I'm going to get that paper done. I'm going to do this, this, and that, you know, I would always use my agenda or a plan or something to make sure I was on top of things. Okay. Um, so after your first year, so you got your second year, um, and like what, what changed between your first and second year? Well, my, my second year, I knew what to expect now, you know, mm -hmm. like, I was like, okay, we have this to run. We have that to do. I have to pass the mouth test. I have to pass this. I have to get my work done. And I was just more comfortable just because I knew exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. But the team was exactly the same. We just had uh, some freshmen come and one senior graduate. Okay. So at that point, I mean, I wasn't playing a lot my freshman year, but I wasn't playing a lot my sophomore year either. You know, so I was like, damn, that's tough. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's a lot of work. Like, we literally work from the end of the, the year till the summer again. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as your, your, your season is over, you have two weeks off and then postseason. And then you start again, you know? So I was like, dang, I'm working this hard and I'm not playing that much? Like, <laughs> you know, it's hard mentally. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, like what do I have to do, you know? So yeah. it was very hard mentally, but again, like I kept the mentality of, you know, hard work always pays off. Like it's going to pay off. Mm -hmm. Something's going to happen. You know, there's no way you can work that hard and nothing's going to happen. Facts, that was my facts. mentality. Facts. So, so during the summer, you only had two weeks to see your family? No. So right after this, so um, March, there's March madness, right? Mm -hmm. And April it's like over. Mm -hmm. So 
as soon as your your team is done playing, you have two weeks off. Okay. As soon as the two weeks is over, like you're still in school and everything, you have um, postseason. So you're still at school for like a month. And then at U Albany, what we what the coaches did that I really liked, we went right after the semester was over, we went home for four weeks. I went back to my family. And then I came back for another four weeks. Uh, I went back to Albany for four weeks for summer school. And as soon as summer school was over, I um, went back to Albany to start my, my semester. So I had like two months home, but like it was like divided. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I know your junior year, you say you got injured. Yeah. Um, can you, what happened? So uh, my junior year, so... I was working really hard during the summer. The coaches were giving me workouts. They were like, just this is your year. Like, let's go. You got this, you know? And during the summer, like when I'm here, I always go to do like a full body checkup just to make sure be- before I go home, you know? Yeah. Like normal medical tests. And I, I, I did an x-ray for my feet. And the doctor saw that I had a fracture. And they were like, you know, you might need surgery. I was like, what you mean? Like, I'm still running. I'm still doing yeah. all my stuff. Like, I don't believe you. Like, what are you saying? And they put me in like a temporary cast. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, you're going to have to get that surgery. So as soon as I got that news, I told my coaches and my athletic trainer, you're like, you know what? You're going to get a second opinion as soon as you go back to Albany. So that was like a week after I went back to Albany, got the x-ray and it was it was a fracture. And I don't know if you guys remember Kevin Durant's first injury, that foot injury, the Jones yeah. fracture. Yeah. That's exactly what I had. Oh. You know? Yeah. It's a I, tough injury. How long you were out for? So I decided to redshirt because uh, even if I went through or didn't went through the surgery, I could have chose to not have the surgery done, but there would be a chance that it would not heal properly. So I just got the surgery, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't walk on your feet on by yourself for like 11 to 12 weeks. Damn, and then, damn. yeah, it's a long time. And I started running, like jogging, running in December, starting practicing without contact, like the end of January and practicing with contact mid-February. So like, you know, my coaches came to me and asked me, do you want to retro? Do you want to play? And I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm just going to retro. Yeah, that's my decision. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to get my master's. Mine as well. Hey, okay. <laughs> master in what? Master in what? Um, so I did my master's in organizational communication and with a certificate in public sector management. So look at that. You know, look yeah, you know it was worth it, I guess. <laughs> look what, but, look on- yeah. but honestly, my, my, my injury was a blessing in disguise. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm so grateful that I went to, like, it might sound crazy, but I ju- I'm just so grateful. Like, I'm just grateful for this, yeah. for this whole year. Like, he taught me a lot. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then after your injury, mm-hmm. so after your injury, you know, that's, I guess you came back and you, uh, I exploded. Yeah. So, and, wow. yeah, <laughs> and you were also the captain. I saw the last two years you were the captain. Yeah. How you go from yeah. red shirt to <laughs> captain? Uh, yeah, not play much, red shirt. Yeah, how? Yeah. So I had really, really good leaders, right? And at the time I was a red shirt. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to show up to the game and sit on the bench. Like, what's my role? And the coach would be like, just like, this year is going to be an important year for you. And man, I'm like, what you talking about? Like, 
I'm injured. Like, there's nothing I can do. Like, I'm just going to throw on my teammates on the sideline, and that's about it. But no, they decided that I would sit right beside them during the game. So they, they would give me, like, pads and stuff like that. And, hey, Jess, Jess you have to write this down. <clears throat> Make sure you do this, this, and that. And during the game, they would give me pointers, you know? So, like, I was, like, a coach, and they would tell me, like, Jess, what do you see? And sometimes my, my own teammate would come to me and be like, Jess, you need to look that for me. Like, what do I do in this situation? Or what is open? What is not open? So I was able to give feedback, but also watch the game from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, so that really helped me. And when it was my time to step up and be a, and be a leader, I was like, I'm ready. You know, like mm-hmm. I've been sitting beside the coaches for like a whole year during practice. I was the one cheering on my teammates, giving them feedback. Like I was ready to take on this role. and yeah, for me, being a leader just came naturally, if I can say it this way. I don't know. I like to lead. I like to be like a, I like to be a vocal leader. I like to lead by example. So for me, it was just like, huh. Yeah, <laughs> that just came easy. And on the court, you were dubbing, like on the court, your last two years, what, you were double-double? I'm not sure. Like, but I know you were grabbing a lot of rebound. And I think your team was leading the conference and blocks, stuff like that. That's what I Yeah, I, yeah. So my last two years, I really blew some, if I can say it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon after my injury, as soon as I was able to practice with contact, I don't know, it was just a different beast. I was like, nah, like, I'm not taking this anymore. Like, I'm not sitting on this bench anymore. Like, like I'm working way too, like, I was working way too hard. Like, I was always in that gym, you know, no matter what, before game, after game, like, the day before the game, the morning of the game, like, I was like, you know, like, there's no way, like, I'm not taking this anymore. And I remember like when I was injured, my older brother sent me that quote and it said, until you're broken, you don't know what you're made of. It gives you the ability to build yourself all over again, but stronger than ever. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like, yes, like, yes. And I wrote that and I put it beside my bed and I put another one in my locker. And every day I was like, nah, they don't know just cafe. Yeah, like I'm coming, like, you know, like, this is my, like, I'm coming. Like, I need, like, I'm working way, I'm working way too hard. Like, I am playing. And mentally, I was just, like, on another level. I think that was the difference. Like, I didn't accept anything. I was just going for it, you know? And I feel like that's why my last two years were so good on the court. Because my, my mental, my, uh, my mental state was just on another level. You know, I was not ready to accept anything less. Because I was like, why am I working this hard if I'm not going to, you know, showcase that during the game? Mm, okay. Who, who was your biggest rival, like, team-wise? team, team wise? Uh, In conference, we had – so the, the first year was like um, – no, it was always Maine. Maine was always, like, the team that – I don't know, there was, like, an instant rivalry. Like, they didn't like us. We didn't like them. Like, when we played them, it was just, like, a fight, dog fight. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And what you think – was your best game, best game in your uh, career, best game in your career, like at Albany? At Albany? Well, I guess it was my career high, so it was against Maine. Maine? It was against Maine, yeah. And we have trouble, yeah, we have trouble winning at their place. And I remember the year before, the year before we won our conference championship, right? And that year we lost to them at their place. And then my fifth year, when they came to our place, I was like, nah. Like, I still remember that game, you know? And I was like, nah, like, we're winning. 
and I had my career high that game. And that was probably my best game, yeah. How much you have? Yeah, much. What do you think? Let's see. Yeah, I would say I, 32, 32. Yeah, I was thinking 32 too also. I don't know why. Nah. Yeah. What, 40? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, 35, 35. Oh, yo. 35. Yo, 35. Yeah, 35. 35 like, and one. I, I think I missed one three that game. Oh. I was like, nah, like, no, I'm a different beast. Like, they're not winning that one. 35 and what? Like, how many rebounds? Like, 12? No, I didn't have a double-double, but I think I was close enough. I think I had, like, eight or nine. Jeez. Eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. And okay. Um, so you guys won your conference. You, you won a conference. Uh... My first four year, my fifth year, we lost. Yep. First four years, and... Uh, how yeah? How was that? Think about it. You went from you went from uh, St. Tex and DJ Sports to winning a, a Division One conference. How how was that? That's that's a little. I for sure for t- had to be exciting. Yeah, that was amazing. Like I can't even describe the feeling. It's just like wow. Like the hard work finally pays off because, like I said, like as soon as postseason hit, you're working for that next season. You know. So I was like, wow, like those were months and months and years of working hard, you know, for this, for that moment. And as soon as you win your conference, you get a bit to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So as soon as you step foot on that court, you're just like, wow. Wow. Like, yeah, you're just boys. mesmerized, you know, like, wow. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. How was that? How was that? March madness. Yeah. Ooh, March madness is amazing. So my third year, uh, my third year. So my first, second year we lost my second year, we lost to Duke. Mm-hmm. And we, we were winning with a few seconds left. A girl hit a like crazy three and we yeah. lost. March yeah. Madness. <laughs> yeah, March Madness. In when, my third year. What, just uh, when you guys play against Duke, where you were ranked and where Duke was ranked that year? So I think, we, I think they were like a second seed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're not. I think we're like, I think we're like 14. I, I'm not even sure. I think we're okay. 15 or 14. Yeah. But I remember like my third year. We played uh, Florida. They were a fifth seed and were a 12th seed. And I remember my coach said, you know, those are the upsets. Like five against 12, there's always an upset. Like this is our year and we won. And oh. that was the year that I retreated. And I like jump on the court like there was no tomorrow. Like it's just amazing because even though I was retreating, like I was part of this team. Like yeah. I was making my teammates better during practice, you know? Uh-huh. So like, there was just an ac- a sense of accom- accomplishment. And I was just like very excited. It was just, a, I can't even describe the feeling. Like you have to, wow. to live it to understand it. And, and on top of that, you didn't play and you still felt that excitement. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's real. That's, yeah, that's real for real. Um, after your, after your five, um, I guess five years, you, know, you had a very successful, successful career at Albany. Um, mm-hmm. What, what, how did you decide to go play pro after? Or why did you decide to go play pro? Yeah. So once again, I didn't know. I you was didn't like, know. Okay. I didn't know. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if I, I can't, like, after five years of college, your body's so broken. Yeah. You ask yourself, like, can I do it? Like, can I do more? You know, and I remember I talked to a, to a lady at U Albany, Winsome, amazing woman. And she asked me if I wanted to play overseas. And I was like, I don't know if my body can take it, you know, like that's a lot. And she's like, you know, just like I was a runner and I hit my best mark when I was 32 years old. So you need to try it. If you don't like it, at least you try it. But if you don't try it and in 10 years, you're going to say like, oh, I should have, I could have, you know. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And after your season, there's a bunch of agents who contact you and stuff. And I was like, why not? I'm just going to go. And after one year, if I don't like it, I'm just going to come back. Yeah, no, no, lose, yeah. Yeah. And I also, I wasn't ready to stop playing basketball. Like, okay. I wasn't ready. Like, I was like, no, like, it's not over. I still have more, you know? Okay. So you decide to go to Spain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why Spain? And how's the, was the experience in Spain? But you're still playing, but how was those, those two years in Spain? Yeah. So my agent is Spanish, so it was easier to get a contract in Spain. But I also wanted to go to Spain because uh, one of my former, two of my former teammates actually played in Spain. And I heard a lot of good things. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try Spain. And uh, Spain is amazing. I love it. I mean, my life is to play basketball and go back home and explore and visit and, you know, mm -hmm. so Spain is just amazing. My first year was amazing. We had a great, great year, made it to the playoff, lost on the buzzer beater three, but <laughs> it was still a great year. Uh, my second year was tougher, you know, and especially that with the, the situation right now, our season got cut short. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, Spain is amazing. I love playing still, so. Are, are you planning on going back to Spain or you have a couple options for next year? Like, what's the plan? Yeah, so I, I just signed a really exciting contract in Spain, but I cannot tell you because... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. I cannot tell you yet because the team hasn't released a statement yet. Okay. But yeah, as soon as I can okay. say it, I will say, but it's, a, it's exciting. Congrats. It's exciting. Congrats. Yeah, thank and you. Hopefully it happens, you know? No, it will, it will, it will, it will. Yeah, thank you. And I know you're going to play for the next maybe five, ten years. Who knows? But 15 <laughs> years, <laughs> maybe. I do want to start a family, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but what are your plans? Like, you got your master degree. Like, what are your plans after basketball? Uh, so, after basketball. So, like I said, I have my master's. And uh, my, my last year, I actually did an internship with media relation and communication with the athletic department. And I really, really like that experience. So I hope that I can do something along those lines. Mm. Uh, but I also want to give back to the basketball community and know maybe inspired little girl was just like me, like didn't get recruited to For sure. basically nowhere yeah. to, you know, playing overseas right now and living her best life. So wow. hopefully I can inspire someone. And so I definitely want to give back to the community. And like I said, it's maybe like in five, ten years, but are you planning on going back to Montreal or in the States? Like, or you don't know. To live? Oh, no, I'm, I'm staying in Montreal. I'm staying in Canada. What? <laughs> <Like> what? <laughs> what? I'm a big family person. I want to be around my family, you know, but you never know. I go and I live day by day, so we'll see. But right now I want to go back. I want to come back to Montreal when everything is said and done. Okay, so right now, what are you doing during this, this time that we're going through to stay, you know, active and stay in shape or keep back? Yeah, so my plan, like I said, is to go back to Spain. So I work out in the morning like I do. I want to get better at my, you know, ball handling and mid-range. Yeah. So I work out with my younger brother outside in the morning, do some conditioning, some ball handling, some shooting. And in the afternoon, I do some uh, workout. I have Sheila. You remember Sheila from Champlain? Yes. Sheila Rose. I, 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 I saw you work out with her this shout morning. Shout out to Sheila. Shout out to yeah. Sheila. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sheila. So she, she made a program just for me, you know? So I work out every day. So that's amazing. Okay. So I'm staying in shape, getting ready for next year, you know? I'm staying positive for next season. I mean. 
Okay. Um, um, I want to know some. Uh, I'll play a little game with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Start. Start. Bench or cut. Oh, again. Okay. Oh. I don't like that game. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, one of them is winning your four years at Albany. Okay. Uh, the other one is getting. I guess. I don't know. If maybe getting recruited to Champlain because how badly you want it to go. Yeah. I'll get recruited to Champlain. And the last one I'd say is being able to play pro. Oh, that's a tough one. Is you that gotta, even fair? <laughs> you got to start <laughs> bench and cut one. Yeah. So. Oh, dang. Wow. 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 <laughs> She's like, ah. Everyone, en everyone answered. So you have to answer. Have to yeah. Answer. Obviously, I'm going to answer. Don't worry. Start. I would probably start my four years at Albany. Okay. It was winning, but it was also like a defining moment. Like I really grew as a woman and as a basketball player. Like mm -hmm. you know. Um, oof. Cut. Down. Cut. <laughs> Cut playing overseas. I mean, that's the dream, you know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you'd bench. And bench and playing. Champlain. Okay. So Champlain. That was okay. That's real. And we, we also ask your top five, like from PG to center, best player that you play play with. That I played with? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any level, anywhere? Yeah, level. anywhere, anywhere. Um, so point guard, I would have to go with BJ, Brianna Jackson. Okay. I played with her overseas my, fir my first year. She played at Louisville. She's an insane point guard, like crazy handles, like – I honestly like I didn't have to do much to score like she would get me open you know I've seen some highlights of her on Instagram yeah, yeah she's yeah. yeah she probably has like crossed someone up and yeah. like did something crazy yeah yeah. That's great. yeah she's amazing great person great basketball player two guard I would have to go with my Albany teammate Imani Tate she's just she's like me she's just competitive you know like when me and her played against each other in practice it was like a dog fight like she hated to lose. I absolutely hate to lose, you know? I hate to lose more than I like to win. Like, I'm, I don't like to lose. And she's the same. But together, we play so good together. So definitely her. My three guard. I like big three guards. So I would go with Jen Maturin. You know, she <laughs> likes to spot up in three. Yeah, and she yeah, three, yeah. so. <laughs> I have to go with my Montreal. Montreal girl. Uh, four player. For a player, I would go also with my U Albany teammate, Sharisha Richard. She's the all time leading scorer, men or women, at U Albany. Oh. She's like a walking double double, walking bucket, like 25 <laughs> points a night, you know, type of player. Like people would triple team her. Oh, okay. Yes. And my five. Huh. Can, I, can I give two? Two five? No. Just one? Yeah, and and also you can put yourself right. You can put yourself. Ah, Kenny, <laughs> you should have said that before. I got to the five position. Okay. I don't no, 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 five. No, 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 but the thing is, you can put yourself at the three and put Jen at the four. That's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, yeah, I want that. I like that. <laughs> I will put myself at the three and then Jen at the at the four. Yeah, that's my. That would be my my best five. Okay, yeah. okay. You're going to say that at the end. I'm <laughs> down to the five position. <laughs> of course I'm going to put myself in. Oh, man. So, yeah, Jessica, for real, like, 
you know, I, I appreciate you being here today with us. I really do. You know, hearing your story, especially going from, you know, didn't know if you're going to play ball to now playing pro and, you know, going to your third year playing pro. And you don't hear a lot of stories of a lot of people continuing to play basketball, especially they don't know every year, like, oh, am I going to still play? A lot of them just give up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you just keep going, for real, it's a, it's, it's, it's a really nice story to hear. And I appreciate your time coming here with us and talking to us for real. Merci. Yeah, Merci d'avoir. You. Merci d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Comme je t'ai dit, je t'ai yeah. envoyé un message texte directement dit oui. Puis on a parlé pendant quoi, 45 minutes. Puis c'est sûr, il y a une petite fille de Céléona, une petite fille de Montréal-Nord qui va dire, hey, si, Jen a, uh, si, si Jessica a réussi, puis Jen aussi a réussi, je peux aussi. Tu vois, dire, so, merci yeah. encore d'avoir raconté ton histoire dans notre, sur notre plateforme et tout. Merci encore. Definitely. And that's the goal, right? I do hope that I'm going to inspire someone because I know like sometimes I see that little girl at the end of the bench. And I'm like, hey, that was me. Like, if I can do it, like you can do it and 10 times better. Like, mm-hmm. I wish you can. I hope you can do it like 20 times better even, you know. Mm-hmm. So I hope that I do inspire someone. And again, like, thank you so much for, for what you guys are doing with this podcast. I think it's an amazing thing. I wish at a young age or whatever, um, when I was younger, I had I had this to listen to and hopefully maybe someone is going to listen to it today and, you know, be grateful for this. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. And to our listeners, don't forget to subscribe on our platforms. Once again, I'm Seth Amoa, a.k.a. Essay. I'm Kenny, a.k.a. KJL, a.k.a. Freaky. Oh, God. A.k.a. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, stay tuned for episode six.